Jersey's Equality, Diversity and Inclusion charity has announced its first change of chief executive since the organisation was founded a decade ago. Vic Tanner-Davy, the founder and current CEO of Liberate Jersey, is stepping down, while Kay Nicholson is the one to succeed him. Kay is a gay woman, a mum, a campaigner for same-sex parental rights, a manager in the finance industry and current vice chair of the Jersey Community Relations Trust. She also found time to join me to discuss what it was like growing up as a gay woman in Jersey, how times have changed and what changes still need to be made to ensure we are a truly equal and inclusive society. begin by telling me a bit how you became involved with Liberate. Have you been on the board for a while or is this your first venture into no, the charity? No, I'm not, I'm not involved with Liberate currently. Obviously, um, I'm um, gay, so I've always known about Liberate mm-hmm. and I did a lot of um, campaigning uh, back in 2014, sometime around then, um, for the Equal Marriage um, campaign. I've also done a lot of campaigning around parental rights because I'm a mum and parental rights for same-sex parents. Uh, I've done some work with Heritage on their, they had a big pride exhibition, I did some work there as well. So I've always been involved in DAI uh, arena mm. and things that I feel are really important to make sure that minority groups are represented, are heard and have the same rights. Brilliant. So is this a way of kind of bringing all that work together and sort mm. of maybe having a bigger platform to, to talk about that for sure for yeah. sure yeah because a lot of my work so far as I said has been on a voluntary basis and mm. the work that I've done with JCRT has been very good for reaching out to all those other minority groups as well being more, more aware of what's happening on island mm-hmm. uh, so this is a great opportunity for me to start really doing this as my day-to-day mm, fantastic and so when do you take over is it April the 8th of April is my right. first Right. And yeah. how will it work? Will you discuss with Vic Tanner-Davy, the current CEO, what he's working on and, and what you'd both like to take forward and, yeah, how will that work? Yeah, so I'm doing a handover with Vic up until that point mm-hmm. and I'm learning what Liberate are looking at, what projects are on, what's in their pipeline, uh, where they want to look to initiate things and obviously I've got my own ideas as well Mm. of things that I would like to start incorporating as well Mm. so it's a mix of both and I think it'll be a really interesting time of development for Mm. for Liberate. Fantastic and so what what are the things that you'd like to bring to it is there anything on your mind? Well a lot of my background is creative I'm a writer and I'm a performer I actually was uh, commissioned by Liberate last year to do a piece in Pride and I feel that that kind of creativity writing and performing and art is particularly important in terms of how we communicate across mm. the community and I'd really like to use that and pull in other groups and other individuals to start using those elements uh, to raise awareness, to um, build relationships, build friendships and an understanding across the community of those minority groups between everybody so we get an understanding of everybody and I think art and creative pursuits are a great way to do that so that's something that I'd like to bring into this role. Oh, fantastic. So is that sort of maybe, I don't know, like a writing competition or I don't know, yeah, various yeah, ideas? Yeah, anything like that. And I'm, I'm really keen as well to hear from community mm. members what they'd like to see, what things they'd like to be involved in, 
and if anybody has ideas I'm always open to ideas and particularly if there's kind of creative elements around it as well yeah mm-hmm. Why don't we talk a little bit about the island more generally? So you mentioned you've done a lot of campaigning mm. in, in like same-sex um, parent legislation, things like that. And we've recently just had a, a step um, forward with that because I think Deputy Dublay has brought forward the draft legislation. Is that exciting to see that we are moving forward as an island? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's very, very needed. Uh, it's taken a long time, mm-hmm. as these things do, because it's a very complex piece of legislation. But it's vital. It's vital for families like mine, for my child to have the same rights as other children without this extra step of having to go to court and apply for a parental order or, or whatever the case may be. And it's it's important for him to see both of his parents on his birth certificate. That might sound like a very simple thing, but mm. that how key that is for him to have that. And it's to ensure that the processes are the same whatever your sexuality is, mm-hmm. whatever your family makeup is, the process of going and registering your child is the same. Mm. And so, yes, it's a very important piece of work and I'm very pleased and hopeful that it mm. will go through uh, the Assembly this year and mm. actually come into force. What do you think when you see the island now? Has it changed a lot in, in recently or is, is there more work to be done in some areas? I certainly think there's more work to be done. There's always room for improvement. That's why mm-hmm. Liberate exists, of course, right? yeah. to, to raise the awareness and... Uh, to make sure that we're looking at these aspects and making government aware and working with government, working with other charities. Those are the other areas that I'm very keen to do is collaboration with other charity groups and organisations. The progress has been great. You know, the difference between now and when I was a teenager, for example. Mm. Completely, (laughs) complete difference. I didn't have any representation as a teenager growing Mm. up on this island. So, any... so you grew up in Jersey yeah. as, as a gay person. Yeah. So how, how, what was that experience like? Was it, I mean, would you be happy to share yeah, about yeah. kind of, was that easy, difficult? It was, was... isolating. Yeah. It was isolating. Is, is that just because there wasn't a big community of, of gay people or was it? Yeah. And I, and also if you think, you know, I'm going to sound really old here, but <laughs> I didn't have the ease of the internet, for example, on my yeah. phone. Okay. So I didn't know anybody else gay when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody gay on the TV. I didn't read about anybody who was gay. There was very, very, very little representation for me. And so I felt growing up very isolated that there was something wrong or odd about me. And now, you know, I I see accessibility in terms of books, Mm -hmm. TV programmes, social media, where anybody can go and and see people like themselves and see that representation and that is so important Mm. because it gives you that sense of belonging and that's the other thing that I'd like to feed into the work that I'm doing with Liberate is really work on making sure that individuals of particularly of minority groups but every individual on the island has a sense of belonging Mm. that we feel seen we feel represented and we feel that we belong Mm. and the biggest part of that for me is is that visible representation and that for me as an individual has been the biggest shift that I've noticed mm-hmm. since growing up it was was that representation mm. yeah I know when you think about things like Netflix now you know all sorts of programs and yeah. tv Doctor Who now yeah Doctor Who brilliant I've been watching that with my son and oh, he absolutely loves oh, that's it that's brilliant yeah yeah it's really nice to see I think and mm. to see that times have changed but um, there is also work still to be done, as you said. And um, we did a piece not long ago about um, hate crime in the island and how we're quite behind because, say, there was um, something spray-painted, which would be considered hate crime in um, the UK, you know, it might be just 
considered graffiti here. So is that something you're going to be pushing forward with? Because Vic Tanner Davy said that you've been waiting for five years for a hate crime law and it's still not appeared. Mm-hmm. So is that something that, that you're working on? That's something that I'm very interested in, yes. Mm. Yeah. Have you made any progress or is it just something? It's something on my radar. It's okay. nothing that I've actively worked towards, but mm-hmm. I'm sure that Vic will be able to bring me up to speed on where they've got to with that yeah. as well. But definitely that would be of interest to me, yeah. Because I've, I've experienced various harassment mm-hmm. um, myself and I think it's really important that that legislation is in place those protections are in place mm-hmm. and that there's that awareness of those kind of things are not acceptable. Mm. Channel Islands Pride which is huge now I mean it seems to be growing every year I went myself last year mm-hmm. you know there's some big acts now that can get involved and it's just a huge huge festival so are there plans for that as well you know is there anything that you'd like to to change or, or continue with that? Um, so Pride this year is obviously in Guernsey. Yeah, we alternate, mm-hmm. and um, as last year was the first Pride that I was actually involved with as a performer. And again, I think it's the way that that has grown has been phenomenal, mm-hmm. and it's so great. Again, we're coming back to this idea of visual representation yeah. and that sense of belonging, community, community. exactly. Yeah. And that's for me. It's that Pride is very important for that mm-hmm. um, because it brings together all members of the community, there's that visual representation, there's fun, mm. um, performing elements, and all members of the community get involved in that. And I'd love to see that again, on, you know, get bigger and better, of mm-hmm. course. It's a great opportunity to, to celebrate as well, because a lot, of the, a lot of the work that we tackle, I would imagine, going forwards is always going to be, you know, somewhat challenging. Mm. And Pride started as a riot, of course. It's not just there as a party, there are key underlying principles of pride that are to do again with this representation um, and challenging homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, all of those hate crime things that we were talking about Mm. just then. So I think that's a great visual opportunity and a great celebration um, as well as awareness raising. So yes, I'm I'm very excited about Pride as well. Fantastic. I'm excited as well. (laughs) I love how it's it's become one of these festivals where it used to be something that was just for people in sort of the LGBTQ community, but I feel like now everyone gets involved. Which yeah. is, I mean, some people frown upon that, but I think it's quite nice that some people sort of take their mum and uh, just have a good time. And definitely, and I think the key thing there is, you know, my argument for, for everything that is kind of LGBTQ-based, okay, you, we can't just achieve that on our own mm. as, a, as a minority group. We just can't. We need people to be involved. We need our allies to be involved. We need our allies to stand up and talk. We need our allies to be visual. We need our allies literally standing next to us. And that is where Pride is a great opportunity for that mm. because we see everybody coming together. We see parents coming with their kids and grandpa. My granddad used to come to every single Pride <laughs> with us. You know, He loved it and he loved... He was proud of me as well in that mm. sense. He was proud to have a granddaughter who was gay. And I think it's vital that everybody gets involved with that because, yes, yes, it's that community building, that community awareness. And it's so it's not just for the LGBTQ community. uh, It's for for everybody. What is the one thing that you would really like to see change about this island? It's not legislative, but I think just the the cultural behaviours. I would like to see more integration more sense of that community more acceptance of everybody as an individual however they may present regardless of their gender their sexuality their disability their gender identity just acceptance of the variety and diversity of life Mm. 
and that's what I'd like to see. I, I, it concerns me when I see barriers. It concerns me when I see divides being drawn. So I would really like, and this is something that I'd like to do through the awareness raising with Liberate, uh, is to really build on that and to encourage people to be curious about each other. Mm -hmm. That's what I'd like to see. It's a, it's a cultural shift. Yeah. I think it's interesting because you, you from the finance industry, you've come from it, it. Was that difficult as someone from the LGBTQ community working in that industry? Mm -hmm. Has that given you a lot of insight into sort of how you'd like to break down barriers? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it has for sure. Is it, do you do you sort of feel like you've learned a lot from that and that's how you, you bring your work forward? To, yes. To yeah. I've worked in the finance industry since I was 21, you know, I went to university, I studied performing arts and literature, so I was in a very open and liberal environment, mm -hmm. and then returning back to Jersey, and re recognising that difference, because actually I think, when I when I was growing up, up until the age of 18, I didn't really know that, because that's all I knew, mm -hmm. okay, so I didn't have a comparison, mm -hmm. and then when I went to university, I, that was a bit of a culture shock for me, to mm -hmm. realise that actually nobody really cared if I was gay, it wasn't really a thing. There were lots of other gay people around, it was great. And it, as I said, when I was at school, when I was growing up, I didn't have gay friends. I didn't really know anybody else gay and, and I felt quite isolated. So then coming back from that environment, you realize the, dis the difference. It's probably, I would say less pronounced now mm -hmm. because of my age, but it was definitely there. So, so yeah, then I went into the finance industry mm -hmm. as a 21 year old woman. Yeah. And those kind of attitudes that I was talking about, those very ingrained and default attitudes of some people, mm -hmm. I was quite surprised by. Mm. So yes, it's given me a good understanding of how some, and I'm not saying all, obviously, because there are some excellent employers out there, there's some excellent companies that have now got, you know, DEI schemes and uh, networks mm. Mm. in place, which is brilliant. Mm. But at that time, there, there wasn't anything like that. Yeah. There just wasn't. and. I did experience various forms of prejudice mm. and so I'm, I'm aware that that is potentially still rumbling underneath, hopefully not as prevalent as it was when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I did in my last two places of work was I established networks, diversity and inclusion networks, mm. because I didn't see that representation happening. I didn't have that, I didn't feel that there was that understanding of what was really happening and I'm not just talking about at local level with with me because okay I was working on the same-sex parental rights legislation and a lot of people that I worked with didn't know that that wasn't the case that I couldn't have you know, my son couldn't have both of his parents on the birth certificate they just weren't aware of that mm. but there's also the wider context and actually I was encouraged by my manager at my previous place of employment because I remember being very scared actually at when Trump was elected and seeing the rhetoric and that shift mm. very very hard shift in attitudes particularly towards minority groups and I remember saying to my manager at the time this is really worrying me mm. and I, I, I feel quite powerless about it mm. I don't really know what to do about it but it is worrying me and she said to me well do something do mm. something about it set up a set up a network mm to educate people, make people aware of this kind of thing. And that really spurred me on. I thought, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And so I did, I set up a network and I got some funding. I had to do a presentation to my board and got funding for things. And 
and then I realise oh, I can I can make a difference here. This mm. is something that I I can actually tangibly feel that I'm doing something about it, and it's a bit of taking that power back, mm. which when you feel as a minority person either oppressed or ignored or silenced, that's that's very empowering to mm. feel that that sense of doing something and making maybe hopefully a difference, and that's that's something that I did with as I said in both my current work and my previous place of employment and it worked really really well and I had lovely feedback from people mostly people saying I didn't know xyz mm. to have that awareness of, of certain issues as mm. well that I just think if it's not kind of a big media piece mm. people aren't necessarily aware that there are certain things going on that are affecting minority groups mm. when I set up the network more recently at my current place I had somebody come up to me at a social event and she said you um you run the diversity network and I said yes and she said you wrote uh, a piece on our kind of social work program uh system she said you wrote a piece to recognize bisexual visibility day I said I did and she said thank you so much I've never had anybody do that mm. I've never seen that in her place of work she'd never had that recognition mm. and I think particularly for, for bi women they're often more marginalised as well and so for her that was a really important thing and and I thought great that's done something that's Mm. had an impact on somebody and I want and she felt a sense of belonging from that and so that's what I'm trying to achieve on a greater scale with Liberate Mm. that's my goal is for people to sense that belonging and have that representation. Businesses now as well have realised that um, diversity and inclusion, it's not its not sort of a chore like I think some people pretend it is. It's, it's actually an asset to your company to bring people who have diverse mindsets and have different opinions and thoughts and know different things about the world. Absolutely. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. 100%, yeah. 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 And I feel like you've definitely seen that in your, your sort of professional life and also your personal life as well. So yeah. Like. yeah, across both spheres it's I think diversity generally in life is such a great thing Mm. isn't it isn't it great to see the variety of people that live on this planet with us and share experiences and seek to understand and relate even if those people you don't personally you're not you're not personally identifying in that way with them as in you don't you wouldn't identify it as gay. Mm. But it's accepting and respecting others' identities and others' feelings. Mm. And I think it just makes the world a far more interesting place Mm. with diversity. Thank you to Kay Nicholson and thanks for listening to the Bailiwick podcast. Keep up with all the latest news by visiting bailiwickexpress.com or reading our sister publication, the JEP. More next week from me, Kelly Frost and the rest of the team.